quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Welcome aboard the first ever sale of Yes Guy. Perry Lefkoe is my co-host. We'll bring him in shortly. Busy show. We'll tell you about that shortly. First, let me tell you that Yes Guy is presented by our friends Hyundai Canada. Experience the all-new Elantra, their state-of-the-art sedan that elevates every journey with intuitive features like an available 10.25-inch touchscreen display with available wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, plus advanced safety technology like available parking collision avoidance assist. The all-new Elantra goes above and beyond to keep you connected and protected. Learn more about the all-new Elantra by visiting HyundaiCanada.com or, of course... Your local dealership. Let's bring in my co-host, Perry Lefko. Perry, how are you today, sir? I am absolutely jacked about this show. Really? Yeah. Come on, man. Yes, guy. We've, we've worked together <laughs> before. It's been a while. We've been reunited like peaches and herb. And Bob O'Neill said that. Everybody's looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Herb because he's one of our sponsors, too. And so we want to welcome in Hyundai Canada and also Herb Braley. And they're, they're helping us get this off the ground. So I want to thank them both right off the top. And, and we'll tell you about their products as we go along. Zach Hyman scheduled. Rene Paquette scheduled. Yes Guy, No Guy scheduled. And O-Dog and Mere Moments will come in. And that should be hijinks planned and unplanned right there. So, Jim, i got to tell you something. You've talked about Yes Guy a long time, but a lot of people have no idea what it is. I'm not even completely sure what it is, so can you tell me what is the origin of Yes Guy? Well, Yes Guy has different meanings. Uh, it started out as sort of a dismissive, uh, arable term when things would go wrong on Sportsline many years ago, and instead of uh, getting myself in trouble, I came up with that. Uh, it was dismissive, and over the years, it takes on different meanings, and because it's mine, I decide what it means. So in this particular case, yes, guy means hijinks planned and unplanned. I think it means that when we're talking to people like Zach, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the obligatory hockey questions, one or two, and then we're going to find out who Zach is, and, and he's got some books out there, and we're going to do that, and Renee Paquette as well, and anybody we have on here, we're going to talk about the obvious thing right at the start, and then we're going to figure out, I, I like to call this bringing the humanity back into the equation, because I think we're all salary capped out, and uh, we've overanalyzed everything, and, and I think you know, with the pause that we've all had, you could look at some of this stuff and understand that plays in sports just happen or they don't, and sometimes nobody's at fault, but we like to assess fault to a loss, and, and I don't know how accurate that is anymore. How about you? Well, I think we're overwhelmed with sports, the, the, the minutiae of sports, and you know, both you and I come from a sports background, but you know, I, I like to talk to athletes about not necessarily things to do with the sport they're involved. I like to find out what they're like as people. And, you know, I've written a lot of books. You know, I wrote a book about Eddie Olchek last year and Nick Kiprios this year. And one of the benefits about doing books is you find out about the person beyond just the person that you see. And I often tell these athletes, you're like a, a fish in a fishbowl, and everyone else is looking through the fishbowl, and they're amazed by what they see, and they can't see it. So... I think it's great that we'll be able to talk to people involved in sports about not necessarily the sport they're involved in. And the same thing with people who aren't involved in sports but may have an interest in sports. I think that's going to be uh, one of the good things about our show. 
Yeah, I like that. I like what you're saying. So I just boil that down to put the humanity back in the equation. And I think a lot of times in a losing situation, you deal with what's the guy get paid, what's the term, what is it, how does it affect the salary cap, and and then you assess blame for a loss. Uh, the I guess the the outlier to that is the Toronto Raptors who have won, and so you learn to appreciate and and applaud the players individually and collectively and as we start our first show freddie van vliet according to all reports is signed for four years and 85 million and this is a great story because he was undrafted and i think we all understand who freddie is as a player and, and a lot of us understand who he is uh, as a um athlete uh, we had some problems there with the technology so we'll sort that out so uh, that's that's sort of where we're going here is that you know freddie van vliet you know what he brings to the table you see what the terms are i, I don't care how much he makes I, I don't know if you do but but he's well worth it and has delivered in the past and and gets better by the year by the game and it's uh, something to buy into and um, i think that's sort of where we're going with this we're not avoiding the obvious of, of course but i think there's a lot of things that are voided out uh, with with the over analysis of you know why did the team not get into the playoffs or why did they not win the stanley cup or whatever uh, just plug in your own scenario there perry you back with us yeah can you hear me yeah yeah okay so you know one of the things that we're talking about here is is commitment fred van vliet undrafted the raptors sign him and then all of a sudden he's committed to this you know i'm quite worried about the raptors situation because you know they're gonna have to play outside of canada and i think it's it says a lot about Fred VanVleet that that he would commit to himself, knowing that there's a lot, there's a lot of uncertainties about this team. Yeah, well, we'll get into that as we move along. I mean, you really can't launch a yes guy without our next guest, Odog Nine Two. Jeff O'Neill is with us from Overdrive and, and other things at TSN, Leafs hockey and NHL hockey. Odog, how are you today, sir? Pleased to have you. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm doing my own show after you guys. It's called Yes Guy as well, so. Oh no, guy! <laughs> no guy. <laughs> well, oddly enough, Perry has uh, Perry's going to do his own show after that one called Perry's Percentages. Perry's Percentages. What do you think? No, I think that's uh, we have to talk about that one. I'll send my lawyers over to your house and we'll have a conversation. Oh yes, guy. <laughs> okay. So, O Dog, do you want to play a lightning round of Yes Guy, No Guy? Uh, of course I do. That's the only reason I called in, Tatman. Okay. Yes, guy. No guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the first ever Yes Guy sanctioned edition on Yes Guy of Yes Guy, No Guy. I know it's a little wordy, but it is true. Um, yes Guy, No Guy. Odog, you are running out of things to say. That is a Yes Guy. It's kind of a tough kind of period, Tatman, but, uh, March 12th happened. I think we grinded through three months of no sports. So we'll grind it out, but there's, uh, it's kind of tough sledding right now. We're looking for uh, one sport to come back. A lot of golf, a lot of NFL, which I don't mind, but it's just not the same as a normal fall. You want me to take a shot on this, Jeff? Yes, guy, no guy, number two. Okay, yeah, okay. go ahead. Jump in. Okay, so, Jeff, I know you're a big golf fan. Are you concerned that if Tiger Woods – becomes just an ordinary golfer that the PGA will become irrelevant? Um, under normal circumstances, I would say yes, but I think there's some guys that are obviously no one's ever going to move the needle like Tiger Woods, but I think with Dustin Johnson, what he's doing, Bryson DeChambeau, I think the top-end golfers 
are kind of no one's ever going to take the torch, but I think they've given the people a you know people have enough interest in watching those guys where the PGA Tour is still in good hands, Tiger or no Tiger. But nobody can ever replace that. People always say he was the needle; he didn't just move the needle. Yes, guy, no guy, number two from this side of the desk. Oh, dog! As the Leafs roster stands right now, today, it's a lot better than last year. Uh, I'm going to go with yes, guy, Jim. I think Sheldon Keith. You put a you know a year under his belt. I think it's been documented that he's been with the team a year, although there hasn't been hockey in a while. Uh, they've added some veteran guys that can just kind of supplement that lineup. But as we saw when they tried to get into that play playing round, they put their top three guys on one line and they still couldn't win. So. Their, their top-end guys have to get the job done, and everyone else has got to sprinkle in to help out as well. And obviously the goaltender, Freddie Anderson, has got to do his job. Jeff, do you have any concerns that the schedule won't start on time because there seems to be a divide between the players and, and, uh, and the owners on, in reference to their salaries? I think they will get something figured out by January 15th. It kind of seems like the same old song where – the players have to decide whether deferring more money or whatever they want to do. It's doing that or they don't play at all. And they make zero money, which never makes sense to me. So um, it's the owner's league. They kind of run the show. The players are obviously the, the entertainment value of the ones that go out and do it. But the guys that write the paychecks, they can kind of keep nibbling away at it and ask what they want for and the players have to decide it's either take take that or if they're going to make a stand they don't play and make zero money and i've never understood the the idea of making zero money all right the final yes guy no guy of this segment on this inaugural show yes guy no guy the nhl should consider keeping the canadian division concept no way no way i think it's great for canadian hockey fans jim to see Connor mcdavid and uh, Shifley, Mark Shifley come into town and then the Montreal Canadiens and Mark Giordano and Johnny Gaudreau and Flames Canucks. But I think after a while you're going to be like, okay, I'd like to see some New York Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning, San Jose Sharks, LA Kings. I think that's just, Jimmy, all the years we did the radio games, it's just great when the different teams roll into town and you get to see the you know, the different conferences, the different talents around the league. As much as there's awesome talent in Canada, I think it's just going to be after a couple of months, it's going to be like, okay, uncle, this is, you know, seen that, done that. Let's, uh, it's just part of the league. It's part of the fabric of the NHL, to, you know, to see the, all the different teams and the different talents around the league. Oh, Doug, thanks very much. Really appreciate your venture here. It was nice of you to cut us into your day off and, um, uh, and I guess I'm talking to you Monday on Overdrive. Oh no, I thought someone else was hosting. That's we'll have to make it. We'll have to we'll have to make it work, pal. Remember, to get your phone ready for the text chain, okay, pal? Oh, that's that's the highlight of the show. Unfortunately, <laughs> nobody else sees it. But <laughs> thanks a lot, oh Doug. Okay, buddy. Talk to you, Jimmy. See you, man. All right. Yes, guys, presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with the features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. Coming up next, Zach Hyman. This is Yes Guy on TSN 1050.
Welcome back. Jim Taddy with you along with Perry Lefko. Yes, guys, presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with features to connect and protect you. You can learn about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley is ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at BraleyAdvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Well, we move on to hockey now, and Zach Hyman of the Leafs is here. Zach, how are you today? Great. How are you doing? Uh, very good, thanks. Uh, we'll get into the books, and uh, between you and Perry, there's probably 20, 20 plus books that you've, you've both written, uh, but the obligatory hockey stuff first. Uh, how are you coping with this, uh, you know, altered state that we're all in, in terms of, uh, you know, your rhythm, your working out, and have you talked at all to your new teammates? Yeah, no, we definitely have. I think we're, we're excited for, for the year, we're excited about the new additions, and, uh, it's obviously been been different, and we were kind of acclimated now to to the new reality of of testing and whatnot. So, um, you know, we're fortunate enough to to have the ability to work out at our practice facility. We we still get tested, so a bunch of the guys, the local guys, are there working out with with uh, the team and with some prospects. Uh, so it's been it's been a great setup for us, and uh, we're fortunate to to be in Toronto. You know, Zach, at the end of the year when you did a Zoom call, you said. The feeling was that it sucks, and I'm wondering at what point you're able to get beyond that and start to look at the season as something different from what you just experienced. Yeah, no, I think uh, you know every year you got to kind of turn the page and and you don't really look back. So in the moment, uh, it sucks for sure, but you take some time off, you reevaluate things, and you, you start preparing for next year and start preparing for for things to come, and uh, you just try to prepare yourself and and uh you know get to know your new teammates and and uh the more you kind of hang out with your teammates the the better it is and uh, i guess that we're fortunate enough to all be working out in the same place and and just trying to get better and trying to get ready for next year and still a little unknown because nobody knows exactly how long the season will be and when it will start is is that an issue for you no i i think we had that kind of situation obviously with the return to play in the summertime where there, uh, there wasn't a, a set date until the, the very end. So, uh, you know, we hope that we start on Jan 1, but, you, we, you know, you just got to prepare and, and be ready for, for whenever the date is. You know, Zach, I want to talk to you about your books. And uh, before that, I want to uh, give credit to Jory Vernon, who was your history teacher, a good friend of mine. And I'm wondering, when you were in high school, when did you actually know that you wanted to become a writer? Yeah, shout-out to Mr. V, the great guy. So, uh, yeah, he connected me with you guys and, and happy to be on the show. But uh, to answer your question, uh, I just I grew up with a passion for, for reading and writing and, and, and never kind of aspired to go out and be a writer. I just really enjoyed writing and, and I had an act for it and uh, I won a short story competition in, in grade seven that, uh, you know, the teacher kind of encouraged me to pursue pursue writing and, and uh, I did and children's books and, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I love to read children's books, and I, I grew up as the oldest of five boys, so uh, storytelling was kind of in my nature, and uh, just kind of continue to work on it, and fortunate enough to now have uh, three published children's books. Let me care. So the next one, Miss. Go ahead. 
This Daisy is Crazy out uh, very soon. So uh, what's this book about? Sorry, which one? Uh, Miss Daisy is Crazy and Other Hockey Stories. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I have, I have three three out right now. I got uh, The Hockey Hero, uh, The Bambino and Me, and then the third one being The Magician's Secret. So, I, I've, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work on a fourth one, but uh, I've been a little busy with uh, with the with things going on, and I'm actually expecting a, a baby in December. So it's been a crazy, crazy 2020 for me. Jack, you're talking about baby. The first children's book you wrote was The Bambino and Me, and I found that really impressive that you could use lines from Babe Ruth and incorporate it into a, you know, a, a story. And, you know, you're talking about somebody from the 20s. So how, how did you become inspired by Babe Ruth? Yeah, so that, that's, a, that's a great question. My, uh, I'm a history major. Uh, in, in college, uh, I studied history, so I was a big history buff. And my grandpa was a, a baseball player growing up and a, and a huge baseball fan. And one of the, you know, his favorite players to talk to me about was Babe Ruth. And, uh, you know, I did some research on him and, and saw how, you know, inspirational he was with kids and, and kind of aligned with, with the themes that I was writing about. So I really wanted to kind of bring him to life in, in my book and, and use a real quotes from him that he actually said to, to uh, to kind of show the you know the kids these days who maybe not don't know who Babe Ruth is, uh, what kind of person he was. Yeah, whenever I've written a book, you know, whenever I see that first book, I touch it. I say like it's incredible this work that I've done, and and here it is. Do you feel the same way every time you see one of your books, the finished product? Yeah, definitely. I, I think you know for children's books especially, um, it, you know, the, there's there's two parts to the story. There's a story that I tell with, with the writing, but then there's also the story that the illustrator tells and it, and it really, you really have to pick the right person for that. So when you actually see the, your words come to life in, in the form of, uh, of pictures, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty special. And, um, and, you know, anytime I see kind of the final version, I get all excited and um, it's, uh, it's pretty special. So you're pretty inspiring to young kids, uh, you know, as a hockey player. I think you're also pretty inspiring to young kids as a writer. You ever look at the, the at what you're doing and say, like, uh, I'm having a pretty positive effect on a lot of people? Yeah, no, I, I think I, I do. I think that, uh, you know, writing is something I really enjoy. I think I guess the, the one moment uh, where that was kind of apparent to me was, you know, I was doing some – some children's books readings and I was introduced as the, as the author and not the hockey player and kids kind of recognized me as the author, which was kind of cool. Um, which, you know, doesn't happen as often because the, the hockey usually dominates things. So last question here is that, um, when you actually do, I, what I've heard is people that write children's stories, like you have to be very precise. You don't have a lot of words to use. You got to be economical. Is, is that really the process of writing a children's book? Oh yeah, that, that that is definitely the process. And I was used to on my first first book, I you know I wrote short stories, so they were much longer. And then you get to work with editors, and you get to realize that you really have to keep your words concise. Uh, and and that's what I talk about the illustrator really telling this part of the story because you you can't tell the whole story with words. You really have to rely on on the person who's illustrating and bringing those words to life to kind of fill in the rest of the story. So. Uh, it's something that I've learned uh, over time with writing the children's books is that you got to pick the right person to uh, to to help you uh, along the way, whether it be your editor, your illustrator, and whatnot. 
Zach, I'd be interested. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening positively for you. Your evolution as a hockey player is well known, and, and it gets better by the year. Uh, all these books that you're writing, your charity work, uh, you're going to be a dad soon. and I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going in, in the right direction. How do you feel about all this? No, I mean, I think I'm, I'm excited about uh, about uh, you know where I, where I'm at. I guess in my life, it's an exciting time. I, I have a baby on the way. Um, like I said, um, you know, I, I think that this year was was a little bit wacky for for everyone um, with with regards to what happened. But I think that just keeping a positive mindset and, and pushing through, and I think everybody's going to come out of it stronger. Um, the, my charity tournament this year got canceled among, you know, other, I'm sure among a lot of different charity events with regard because of COVID and the hockey season got delayed. So a lot of things have been in flux, but I think that, uh, if you keep that positive mindset, you can continue to kind of progress forward. And, and I'm excited for, for 2021. I'm excited for the, the upcoming season and, and for what's to come. Zach, really appreciate your time. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Zach Hyman of the Toronto Maple Leafs. A lot of stuff going on there, Perry. Yeah. For me, it's very interesting to talk to him writer to writer because it's a very difficult thing to write a book, and it just doesn't happen. When you're a children's writing about children's books, like I said, from what I understand, you have to be very precise in what you're writing because you don't have a lot of words to use. So, you know, it's fascinating to talk to him as a writer and, and to also understand that anybody who's written a book, when you get that book, when you see it, it's kind of like the reward for all the work that you've been doing. It kind of in isolation. And how does that compare with, with what you do when you write? Well, when I write it, I don't know how long it takes Zach to, to do a book, whether it's, for me, it could take anywhere from like, you know, four to six months. And like I said, I always equate it to like, you know, preparing to run in a marathon and you do all this work. And then when the book comes out, it's like the marathon and you're going to run the marathon. So uh, it's a different process. Each and every book, each one to me means something different. But again, I love writing so much that when I see that finished book and I share it with other people, like with Nick Kiprios, for example, I told them along the way, this is what it's going to be like. And when you see the book, it'll all make sense. And that's basically what happened. I mean, how much of a chore is that? You, I mean, you have to, you obviously have to reread it and, and rewrite it. And I mean, what's your process? Well, it's not just me. It's, I'm, I'm writing it for a publisher that is, you know, working with me on the process. So I, I will interview Nick, for example, for about an hour every two weeks. I take the stuff, I put it together, and then I show him the chapters, and he reads it, and we'll send it to the publisher, and then the publisher will go over and edit it. So it's it's a process um, involving a bunch of people, and it's not just me. So it's it's you get sort of um, some comfort knowing that you're not alone in this process, even though you're basically doing a lot of the writing. Okay, we're going to go to wrestling next. Uh, Rene Paquette is scheduled, and we'll enjoy that conversation. Yes, Guy is presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. This segment was sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley is ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and a real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 877 734 
3055 or visit his website at BraleyAdvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050. Welcome back. Segment three, Yes Guy, TSN 1050. Yes Guy is presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with the features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. Well, let's bring in our next guest from the wrestling world, Renee Paquette. Renee, welcome. How are you today? Hi. I'm great. How are you guys doing? Great. We're getting through it. We're having fun. Right, Perry? We're having fun. (laughs) This is this is a big moment for me, Jim, because I'm so excited about having Renee on the show. So many questions I want to ask her. Ooh, yes. Go you ahead. Your hardest questions. Don't mess around. Okay, here it goes. Right off the top. <laughs> you have a chance now to tell the world two things. Number one, about your podcast that's coming up next week. Yeah, so my podcast, Oral Sessions, a very cheeky name, I know. Um, That's going to be coming out on Tuesday. My very first guest is my husband, the AEW World Champion, John Moxley. Um, And I get to pick his brain like only a wife knows how to. And um, I'm really excited for, uh, for his fans to get to hear some of the stories that he has to tell. And, you know, that's sort of the whole concept of the show is I just love talking to people. I love interviewing people. I love picking people's brains. Um, and that's what the show's going to be about, just having really great conversations with um, some really interesting people. So you mentioned about being a wife. So your husband blurts it out on AEW Dynamite that his wife is pregnant. What was your yeah. reaction? Because I don't know if that's exactly the way you wanted the world to find out about it. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I mean, when you're about to announce your pregnancy to the world, um, you, you, I'm like, I didn't want to like overthink it. Where it's like, what do I do? Do I put out just like some? Because I, I don't have like a bump really to show, so I can't just like do that. I didn't really want to do like an ultrasound picture because that's like my insides and stuff, and I don't think people need to see that. Um, so when he just dropped the bomb in the show, and we had been talking earlier in the day, and, uh, you know, as it was getting closer to announcing it, once we were, like, in the safe zone to let the people know, um, he's like, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it on the show tonight. I was like, okay, great, go for it. And then it actually took the pressure off of me because I was like, oh, well, damn, if he's going to say it, then great. I can just have a follow-up and be like, confirmed, baby on the way. So he actually made my life a lot easier by dropping it out there to the world like that. The way he dropped it off is he was cutting a promo about being a good guy, and he just blurts it out. Were you waiting to see at what point he was going to mention it? (laughs) Yeah, so we live in Las Vegas, so I couldn't see it until the West Coast feed came out. So I had I was just like following on social media, but literally as soon as like he was talking to me, he's like, "Hey, it's gonna air soon," um, and my phone just started blowing up immediately with so many like friends being like, "Excuse me, did I just hear that correctly?" Because he just threw it out there so casually that everyone's like, "Hold on, can we like rewind that a second, back it up?" Um, so yeah, it, my phone just instantly started blowing up, and then I saw the promos on social media. Um, luckily, TSN was posting about it a bunch too, so I was able to see it that way, and then waited for the West Coast feed out here in Vegas. 
Yes, Guy, TSN 1050, Jim Taddy, Perry Lefko with you. Get inside Hyundai's all-new Elantra, an icon fully reimagined to keep you both connected and protected. Inside the available 10.25-inch touchscreen with navigation system and available wireless charging pad keeps you closer to everything you need. Plus, with intuitive capabilities like available forward collision avoidance, assist, and pedestrian cyclist and junction turning detection, the all-new Elantra is always working to keep you safe. Visit HyundaiCanada.com for more details about the new Elantra and book a test drive today. Renee, I mean, we had this same conversation with Zach Hyman of the Leafs. Uh, You're at a point in your life where a lot of positive things are happening. You've been in the broadcast business for 11 years. I mean, when you what what did you have in mind at the start of this? Because it it couldn't have been what what as it turned out, it's been marvelous. (laughs) Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, You know, when I first started out broadcasting, it was really something I just wanted to dip my toes into. My main background prior to getting into hosting was acting. So once I was like, hey, you know what, maybe I could be a host in some capacity. And then once I started doing that and kind of just kept working and my resume kept getting better and uh, opportunities were looking a little more fruitful. Um, But to imagine all the things that I've been able to accomplish, especially in the world of uh, sports entertainment and WWE, I never ever would have imagined that it would have gone the way that it did you know when I first started out wanting to get into this world I wanted to I wanted to be like a Chelsea handler I wanted to work in like late night or like daytime and you know have a tv show of that capacity and that's something I would still absolutely love to do Um, but you know as you guys know opportunities come up and when WWE came up and that seemed like such a great opportunity and I was able to wear so many different hats under that brand and um yeah just get so much experience there uh and now as i'm you know i've left there that door's closed or i wouldn't say closed but it's you know it's ajar maybe a little bit it's not firmly closed but um yeah as i move on into whatever the next opportunity is going to be uh yeah kind of figuring out what that's going to be and maybe getting back to those roots of what i initially really wanted to do like how do i get to do a daytime show how can i do a nighttime show like something of that capacity i think is what really uh is talking to me and has always been talking to me so renee we talked before to zach about being an author i'm an author i've written several books you're about to become an author. Tell us about the process of what made you want to write a book about cooking. I just love cookbooks. I love them so much. I love to collect them. I love, like, when, especially when I was on the road with WWE, and it's something I still love to do, but it's like I would come home sitting down on my couch with a new cookbook and just, like, the feel of it, um, the photos that are inside, just, like, the, the love and attention that is put into making a cookbook. I really wanted to make something that I would be proud of, something that I would also just want to sit down and flip through and, you know, obviously want to work on those recipes and try different recipes out, have different cocktails and whatnot. Um, but it's just I just love cookbooks. I love books in general. I've always been a big reader. So to be able to dip my toes back into the writing aspect, too, that's something I've not been able to do in a really long time. And it just felt so good to be able to flex that muscle again. I had so much fun writing the blurbs before each recipe, the intros to each chapter. I just had so much fun reconnecting with my own voice in that way. But I really think people are going to enjoy what I've put together, and hopefully they love all the recipes and everything, too. But, um, yeah, I, just, I had such a blast writing it. And the process is crazy because – I mean, as you guys know, I mean, working in in television, working in radio, things move so quickly. And when you're doing a book, it's like it's such a slow process. And you're waiting on the next edit and the next edit. And then you do the photo shoot. And then you start doing some press and, you know, waiting to see the final copy of the book. Being able to even see the cover of the book absolutely blew my mind. 
So it's, it's been such a fun experience, and it's so cool to try something new. So, Renee, tell us about the name of the book, because it's an interesting name. It's not a simple title. What, what was the reason <laughs> behind that name? Well, coming up with a name for a book is a big deal. Hopefully I don't do the same thing to my child and give them a very, very long name because I can't make up my mind. Um, But, yeah, you know, we were tossing around a bunch of different ideas, and then Messy in the Kitchen came up. I was like, okay, cool. You know, I like that. Um, There were so many different things I had been tossing around that I wanted, uh, but it was really coming up with a subtitle that I think really um, kind of put it together for me of um, uh, eating, eating or eating, drinking, hosting, sipping copiously, like just adding on like one adjective after another. Um, and I think that we really kind of landed on a fun title. I think one thing you're really going to enjoy is when you see that book, because I said that before to, uh, to Zach, it's like, I said before, it's like training for a marathon, and then when you run the marathon, the marathon is the book when you see it. So have you thought about what that will be like when you actually get to see the finished product of all this work you've been doing kind of in isolation? Yeah, I mean, even like when when, um, before I even really found out about it, I mean, my fan base has been so amazing, and they've been so – they've just backed me up so much. Ah. It's been crazy, but they found the link – to the Amazon page before I even knew that it was out there. But I was like, wait, what? So I, like, messaged the publishers. They're like, it just dropped. We're sending you the info. And uh, I literally got, like, emotional to see it, to be able to see something on Amazon or now, you know, on Barnes & Noble, I'm on Indigo, to have it in all these different places and see that it's something you can actually, like, add to your cart and pre-order it. It definitely, like, it was an emotional moment for me. So I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to hold the physical copy of it and flip through it. Um, And, you know, I was just so adamant that I really wanted it to be hardcover. I wanted as many photos in there as possible. I mean, that's the whole thing about a cookbook is being able to look at the pictures and uh, enjoy it from that standpoint. So I'm looking forward to having, like, a nice, heavy, amazing book. Renee, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. I, I appreciate you having me on. Renee Paquette, uh, that was an interesting conversation again, Perry. And, and you know, you, you go through the uh, the whole, um, uh, I guess chapter chapter's not the right word, but the whole process of writing that book, and, and you're really involved in it. And then it's it's finished, and then it becomes, I guess, a business venture, right? And, and so you'd like for it to be successful. Well, the one thing she touched upon is like being a broadcaster, so she gets familiar with what that role is. You and I would know what it's like more so you than me. But then when it comes to being like, uh, you know, writing a book, it's foreign territory. It's not foreign for me because I've done it so many times, but it's foreign for the, uh, you know, for the person who's doing it for the first time. So I understand exactly what she's going through, her emotions, her excitement. And, yeah, when she does get that book, when she sees it, it will really mean a lot to her. Guess what? What? Yes, guy. No guy is next. Oh no, guy. Are you ready? I'm. I'm pumped. Uh, I've been sorry, guy. Yes, guy. <laughs> yes, guys. Presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion, designed with the features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. Yes, guy. No guy. Next. This is Yes Guy TSN 1050. Yes, guys, presented by our friends Hyundai Canada. Experience the all-new Elantra, their state-of-the-art sedan that elevates every journey with intuitive features like the available 
10.25-inch touchscreen display with available wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto plus advanced safety technology like available parking collision avoidance assist. The new, all-new Elantra goes above and beyond to keep you connected and protected. A lot of features here. Learn more about the all-new Elantra by visiting HyundaiCanada.com or your local dealership. Well, it's time now for my favorite show. And that would be Yes Guy, No Guy. Asleep at the controls. There we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sorry for the delay, but time now for the sanctioned and official four-segment staple of Yes Guy, Yes Guy, No Guy. Perry, are you ready? Yes Guy. Okay, that's a little repetitive. but Yes Guy, No Guy number one. The CFL, by not playing the season, missed the boat. Yeah, they did, but I don't think they had any chance. There was just too many moving parts to the whole thing, you know. Things that have to do with, with the league office, with the owners, and uh, I'm afraid they just couldn't get it done. And uh, it's really unfortunate because I, a big part of me is in the CFL. I know it is for you, too. But uh, we'll have to learn and hope that they can get it started uh, next year. And yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. It's, un- it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but what are you going to do? Yeah, and I was, that was going to bring me to my next point because this is Grey Cup, week, sure. Grey Cup weekend, and everybody has, like, parties Will you be having a virtual Grey Cup party tomorrow? And if you do, will you invite me? Uh, no guy and no guy. Double no guy, which rarely happens. No but, guy. Uh, far be it from me to, to do that. Uh, and that actually segues into my next yes guy, no guy. Uh, Big time sports happening at different points of the season are not as effective. Yes guy, no guy. Uh, yes guy, but... You know, it's funny because we went through the longest period of time where there was no sports, and we were watching sports yeah. from yesteryear, and now we have sports coming back again, and we have too much sports. So it's, it's, a, it's an interesting situation be, between having too much and not having any of it, and this is all caused by COVID. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, everything we do has been altered by COVID. All you have to do is just go do a, a, a menial task, like go to, to buy something at a store that would have been a slam dunk in the past. It turns into an ordeal, and then it gets frustrating, and nobody's at fault. But, I mean, when you're watching the Masters, uh, the only thing that's really in sync is, is the NFL season. Uh, everything else was done out of sync, and, and it just sort of drove home the point with the ratings dipping or not, not being at their normal standard for all these major events that we do associate the events with time of year certainly the masters is the best example of that because that for us here is the sign that spring is is here it's 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 on the way right i don't completely understand that that concept because major league baseball their ratings were down stanley cup their ratings were down and the masters were down i don't understand why these ratings are down if people are waiting for sports to start up again and i i I really don't understand why the masters numbers were down unless that's strictly because Tiger wasn't in the running to win it. And I think he carries a lot of clout when it comes to the, you know, what people are watching on TV insofar as golf is concerned. Well, I mean, that's probably a guess for a future show, get somebody on about uh, sports business, and they could maybe explain that. I I found it a little odd just because you, you would think that it would be a captive audience. Uh, you could understand that maybe some people don't want to watch hockey in the summer uh you can't say that about basketball because they there is summer league basketball but they also play in the olympics which are in the summer games as well so that's not that wasn't a new experience that way but i guess there are specific examples now here's a tough one for you yes guy no guy you live in peel 
Are you petrified? Yes, guy, no guy. Yes, guy, I am, because I do live in Peel. And it's a strange situation because we're about to go into a 28-day lockdown. And everybody said ahead of time there was going to become a second wave. So I don't think it's totally yeah. a surprise. And yet when it does happen, it is a surprise and it is concerning. A lot of people are going to be affected by this. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. And it's you, you, you walk down the street and you walk away from people. You're just so petrified that something's going to happen. So I think this is a very scary time, not only for me because I live in Peel, but just I think it's a scary time for anybody because you, you're always worried that, somebody you may come in contact with has COVID. Next thing you know, you have it. It's, I find it very troubling and troubling and uh, very concerning. And, uh, well, and I agree with you. I, I, think, I think the mystery is, is that you don't understand why uh, uh, some areas are hot zones and some aren't, and, and literally the same things are happening. It's, it's hard to understand how it transmits. It, you just know that it's, it's out there and you have to avoid it somehow. Yeah, it's what I call the missing factor. I mean, there's things that you can prepare for. In COVID, you can prepare for it by wearing a mask and gloves and doing washing your hands, but you ultimately do not know. So for me, like I said, in this particular time in our lives, it is the most incredible thing in the worst possible way because it affects everybody. It just doesn't affect me and you. It affects people in a variety of ways that, uh, you know, 100 years from now, people are going to look back on this and say, what was that all about? Well, and it's around the world. I mean, sometimes you get so isolated in your thought process that, uh, you know, just your your area because you have to survive where you live. But, I mean, this is every country in the world has this issue, which is something that doesn't happen very often, right? No, but uh, let's go to another yes guy, no guy, and maybe lighten okay. it up a little bit, okay? When yeah. you first all right. We can that, squeeze one more in. Okay, when you first heard that Howie Meeker died, was the first thing that came to your mind is stop it right there. Uh, mine was Golly G. Either one. Were, you, this guy had such an incredible uh, um, impression on all of us watching hockey because this was at the forerunner uh, of using videotape to, to go back on hockey. And I think he, he is really going to be missed. I consider him an icon right up there with uh, you know, anybody else of, of, of stature or hockey stature anyway. Well, I, I just like the I, I like people that do process with their work. I do that myself. So you know, when when a guy is on national TV and he says, "Stop it right there," I mean, that's really what you're thinking anyway. And the fact that he could do that was was impressive. Uh, yes, guy is presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with the features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. Thirty seconds left. What do we have next week? Uh, I think. Well, I don't want to give it away, but we had some pretty good guests so far this week, and I, next week we may have Manon Rayom, the first woman to play in a hockey game, NHL game, and uh, we're still working on the other guests, but that's going to be the, 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 the brilliance of our show, I hope, is that the good guests we get from week to week. Well, we'll let the listeners decide. And on that note, Perry, thank you very much for, jo- for being with us, and thanks to our listeners for joining us on Yes Guy, TSN 1050.